welcome back to a new episode of Tea Talks with M. My name is Mahmouda and today's episode is going to be a book talk and I'm very very excited about this one because I literally just finished this book. Like probably about, let's say about 10 minutes ago. Um, and I'm very very excited to do this because I've been taking notes since I started and I've for like a few months. I've had this book on my TBR and it's almost 2019 and I thought I'll just, no wait, did I say it's almost 2019? Wait, what? Um, It's almost a new year, so 2020 and I just thought, let's start this one before the year's finished. So also, I'm recording this on Christmas Day, so if you guys celebrated Christmas, I hope you enjoyed your day and yeah, belated Christmas to you all. Um, okay, so before we get started, tea choice for this episode is obviously my very, very trusty all grey tea from Five Roses with a little bit of marking and one teaspoon of sugar. One teaspoon of sugar and a lot of love. Oh, before I forget, update. So in the last episode that I posted, um, I spoke about kind of like an update on the fact that I moved out of basically the home that I grew up in and then we, my family didn't have a house yet and we were basically living in a hotel. So a little bit of update, we do have a house, we've been in this house for I think about a week, two weeks? I think it's been two weeks, yeah. So we've been here two weeks, it's really cool. I have my own room. I just, I think I need to just add a few more touches to it because it's a little bit impersonal now. I did, however, put up like little, my little trinket things on my bedside tables because I got new bedside tables. So I just put my little trinket things on there. So they kind of look a bit, you know, like somebody's actually living in here. Um, And then also, which is possibly my favorite thing of the entire room, I have a reading corner which basically consists of a reading chair and I'm going to set up like a little or set up a bookshelf where I can put all my books next to my reading chair so that you know when I'm reading I can just take a book or when I'm in the mood or I'm not feeling the book that I'm currently reading I can just switch it out without even getting off my very very comfy chair. So I think that's about everything, <laughs> a little bit of update. Um, anyways, let's get started. Okay, so before picking up this book, I have never read a book from Marissa Meyer and she, well, Marissa Meyer wrote the Lunar Chronicles, which is, I think, retellings of, like, famous, um, what do you call these? <laughs> They're not nursery rhymes, what are they? Fairy tales. So it's basically, like, retellings of Cinderella, I think there's one of Rapunzel, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot more. I don't know the names of them, but I, no, wait, I think one's name is Cinder, which I'm guessing is probably the Cinderella one, but I've never read it. And I also wasn't actually aware of them. I know it's like massive on booktube and also bookstagram. But yeah, never did any of them. Never really heard of them. Until I picked up Renegades. Which I think I watched somebody's, um, what do you call these things? Book hauls. Where somebody got Renegades and they were kind of explaining the story. And I was like, oh my god, I really would like to read that. And... I based, I, what is this, moved closer to a bargain books, which has been very, very difficult for me because every time I walk past bargain books, I go in and buy books, basically just on a whim. And so this one I picked up and I also picked up the sequel. Well, there's Supernova's out already. So I picked up um, Arch Enemies as well, but they didn't have Supernova. Otherwise I'd have gotten that one obviously, um, but yeah, so Renegades is basically different from 
obviously the Lunar Chronicles because this follows, it's more like a superhero, supervillain book. Well, not more, it is basically a superhero, supervillain book. So it basically follows like the superheroes, which are known as the Renegades, and then the supervillains, which are the anarchists. Um, so basically, it started when, with the Age of Anarchy, where there was basically just distraction. Wow, I'm saying basically way too much. But there was a whole lot of distraction, um, crime, basically everything bad was taking place. And these renegades, which are a group of prodig prodigies, yeah, so they have superpowers. Bas I'm going to try and stop saying basically. But they have almost every power that you can think of. Like, I mean, there's a guy who draws things and then they come to life. How is that even, like, where does this even come from? But anyways, <laughs> so yeah, they have these prodigies which have various superpowers. And they, there was a war between the anarchists and the renegades. I think maybe the anarchists and also like the rebel gangs that were there because there were like a whole lot of rebel gangs and all of this. And then the renegades win the war. So they basically, <laughs> they kind of take over and rule and they implement all these different rules and almost like a constitution in some way. And also like rules that they follow. So um, if they see anything kind of bad happening or they see somebody who was bad back then um doing something they first need proof before they can actually act on it so it's more it's basically like a innocent until proven guilty type of thing so that's one of the laws um so yeah back to the whole story the renegades win the war and then this book so renegades takes place about I think in nine or ten years after the war. So the renegades are now ruling, they have this whole constitution, they're superheroes, there's prodigies. Um they also have this annual what is this thing like a is it a carnival? I think it's a carnival. Like almost like a no, it's a parade. So they have all these floats that come by and they also have trials where different prodigies kind of try out to join the renegades and that's like a very confusing thing for me or at least it was very confusing for me because at when you start reading you kind of think oh you have superpower you automatically enter into the renegades but that's not basically the thing and that's where the anarchists and the renegades kind of battle or clash because the renegades believe that not all prodigies are equal, so they have these trials and all these prodigies <laughs> try out and they have like different teams in the Renegade, so these teams can kind of accept the prodigy or reject the prodigy um, and there's always like a whole system of things that happen and the anarchists are fighting <laughs> for kind of like all prodigies to be equal so there should be no system like prodigies should be able to if they want to save lives they can save lives if they want to you know do whatever they can do whatever they want to so that's what the anarchists are fighting for um so the book follows one renegade and one anarchist um and the anarchists are trying to take down the renegades but the renegades don't know that they're actually plotting against them so yeah, I think I should probably say that. So yeah, I'll probably move that on. But I think as you can hear me speak about it, I, you know that I gave this book a five stars. Um, because I wrote it down and I'm like kind of going through the points, but I'm getting sidetracked. But anyways, let's move on. So I'm going to say something that's probably going to be very contradictory throughout this entire episode. Because I don't necessarily know why I love this book so much. Like, there are a lot of elements, but I can't exactly pinpoint and tell you, like, oh, it's because I love the whole superhero, supervillain type story thing, 
or because it reminds me of like Marvel or because it has all these like secrets going on and this one doesn't know who this one really is but they're working quite close together and it's all like everybody's basically in disguise which is fantastic but yeah I can't exactly pinpoint why I like this book so much just that I like it so it's told in a third person right and it switches between Nova who is the anarchist and then Adrian who is a renegade so both of them kind of have these um values so Nova she she kind of witnessed a lot of things before or a lot of things basically during the age of anarchy and then the same with Adrian so they they have like contradicting values but they work together and it's honestly like mind-blowing but there's so much action and drama and a whole lot of laughter like you you burst out laughing at some points and then some points you literally have to close the book because you're like holy weirdo what just happened yeah, and the drama just doesn't disappoint. Let me tell you that. The drama just does not disappoint. Like any awesome book. <laughs> okay, so I'm adding a new thing into uh, my book talk. So this is kind of the spoiler section. So if you didn't read the book, I suggest maybe don't finish this episode. Go read the book and then come back and listen to the episode again. And maybe let me know what you think. Okay, so like I might have said earlier, <laughs> um, I really, really wanted to pick this one up because I've seen it all, I've seen it on booktube and I've heard about it and I watched A Dash of Ash kind of speak about it and she's obsessed with the books. So I thought I might as well pick, up, pick it up because I literally take her opinions to heart and she's amazing and I value all of her opinions. So that is why I picked it up and I saw it in Bong Books and I thought, might as well, you know, yeah, might as well take it, might as well ask them to look if they have arch enemies, which I did. Actually, I made my daddy do it and then he asked the guy and then the guy looked for it for me and well, he looked on the system because I couldn't find it in the shelves or on the shelves, sorry, and then he looked on the system and he saw that they had one copy but it is nowhere to be seen. And then he kind of moved a few books around and we found it just like hidden behind some other big books. And then I bought it. So I think I need to go back again to get Supernova. But I first need to obviously read Arch Enemies, which I'm hoping to start tonight. I'm not very sure because my brother is getting married in like a few days. And our house is very, very, you know, crowded with people and whatever. So, Yeah. I need to find some time to read Arch Enemies before I actually go and pick up Supernova. But I think I want to pick up Supernova before I read or while I'm reading Arch Enemies so that when I'm finished with Arch Enemies, I can just pick up Supernova and not have to, you know, wait. And there's that like waiting period, which is kind of like when one series, one season of your favorite series ends and then you have to wait like a whole month, crazy <clears throat> anatomy, for the new season to start. I mean, it's a, it's, a waste, it's a waste, and it's, you know, it's tough, and you're out there, it's all the time, so, yeah, I don't want to do that, I want to just binge again all of them, okay, wait, I'm losing, I'm going off on track, let's start again, so, basically, like I said earlier, the book starts off with Nova, and she, essentially, she witnesses her family getting killed by this guy who's like he's this scary looking dude and she's six yeah she's six and we kind of you find out her power very early which is if she touches you she can make she basically puts you to sleep by touch so that's her power and then you find that out very early because she has a baby sister who ends up crying and then she puts the baby to sleep which is a bit, like, weird, but also pretty cool. 
Um, and she goes, she's obviously an anarchist, like I said a few times, and she goes by the name, the Nicode name, sorry, Nightmare, and nobody knows who she is. So everybody just goes by code names, and that's how they kind of operate. So they have this one name, which is their human name, and then they have a code name, which is their prodigy name, and yeah, she's Nova Artino, but she's also Nightmare, and then when she joins the Renegades, which I'll get to in a few minutes, she becomes somebody totally different, and yeah, it just moves from there. But after she witnesses her parents, also she saves herself by using her power, which is really amazing, because as the guy comes and like, tries to kill her, she basically grabs, I can't remember which part of him she grabs, I'm guessing his foot, but she sends him to sleep, and like a few minutes later, her uncle, who is Ace Anarchy, which... Is, was essentially the ruler of the anarchist. So he comes in and he saves her and then he also kills the guy while the guy's sleeping, which is insane because she was trying to kill him. But obviously a six-year-old, like, it's a bit tough for her to do the killing. So he comes in, swoops in, does the killing and then takes her away. And she lives the life in the shadows. Um, so yeah, she's obviously because of the whole renegade system and them saying that they protect everyone, she was waiting for them to come. So she, while she was kind of hiding from this guy who was out there killing her family, she was kind of repeating this mantra to herself, like the renegades will come, the renegades will come, the renegades will come, but they didn't come. And who did come with her uncle, who was Ace Anarchy, again, just remember that name, who was Ace Anarchy, who was the ruler, who essentially like a leader of the anarchist. So he comes and then he saves her and, yeah, like I said, dazes her and she lives the life in the shadow amongst a whole bunch of anarchists who are fighting for the freedom of prodigies. Or the equalness of prodigies. Let me put it that way. Another thing that I absolutely loved about this book was that everybody has code names. Like, I'm just going to tell you, the book basically starts with, like, this whole kind of, like, you know when you go to a play and then you see everybody's, like, list, or before you watch a movie and then you have everybody's, like, name. What do you call these things? The, almost like the credits, but it comes, like, before the... What is that called? Like pre-credits or something. I don't know what it's called. But yeah, so you open the book and then you find out like who everybody is. It's like a cast of characters and it's honestly everybody in there with like their superpower or basically what they can do. So in the Renegades, which is Sketch's team, so Sketch is Adrian Everhart and he can bring his drawings and artworks to life. So he draws things and then just picks them up on the paper and they're there, like three-dimensional objects, which you just drew two-dimensionally, but then they become three-dimensional objects and it's like living, breathing things, which are amazing. And then you have Monarch, which is Danabelle, and she can transform into a swarm of Monarch butterflies. So just picture this, a girl, and then suddenly a whole bunch of butterflies I mean insane yeah insane and then you also have Red Assassin which is Ruby Tucker and she has this amazing ability so when she's wounded her blood crystallizes into weapon weaponry um, and her signature weapon is a grappling hook formed from a bloodstone so she has a bloodstone basically when she was younger she swallowed a bunch of rubies and that's how she kind of manifested her powers essentially and then you have smoke skin which he is Oscar Silver and he can summon smoke and vapor at will so by the click of a finger he can you know <laughs> have smoke and vapor and just all around him and he's honestly Ruby and Oscar Apart from like Adrian and Mona, no, what am I saying? Adrian and Nova, 
I really, really loved Ruby and Oscar. And they also kind of have like this deep seeding romance bubbling between the two of them where they both don't want to say that they like each other, but they do all these things that just are so cute. And it's just like, just tell her that you like her. Just tell him that you like him. Come on. Okay, and then moving on to the anarchist, which you have Nightmare, obviously, which is Nova Artino. And she never sleeps. And then she can also put others to sleep just by touch. And then you have the detonator, which is Ingrid, Ingrid Thompson. And she creates explosives from the air that can be detonated at will. So she is amazing, but also frustrated me a lot in this book because we'll get into it, but she just... <clears throat> I was just very, very frustrated by her. And then you have Phobia, and he is probably the most, is elusive the word that I'm looking for. But he's basically just like, nobody knows anything about him. And he's there, but then he's not there. And the way they describe him is that if he doesn't even have like a body, like it's just this cloak thing floating around but also speaking and also like very very like he, he's just he just psychoanalyzes everything and then he's also like this he can't read mind but he, he can like transform his body and then he transform his body sorry and his sky into the embodiment of various fears so you can pick up like what you feel and then kind of like show you or like you know turn into the fear that you fear and it's it's insane but he can use that against you so yeah it's like he's just very very creepy and weird um and then also in the anarchist you have the puppeteer and then queen bee and cyanide so the puppeteer is known as winston pratt who turns people into mindless puppets who do his bidding so he has this like weird thing where he shoots out these like I think they kind of like strings and then takes over people and basically turns them into puppets but most of the time he's just doing it on children so it's very confusing like does his powers only work on children or is it a bit I mean it's a bit more freaky if like a little baby is just walking around and smashing into things and stuff like that's freaky but also like, does this power work on humans? Because you never really see him use it on humans. And also, Nova also um, questions in the book where she's like, does it? Because he probably just <laughs> gets a lot of, like, gets a kick out of using children, which is very, very evil. But, I mean, they are super villains also. <laughs> and then Queen Bee is known as Honey Harper. So she exerts control over all bees, hornets, and wasps. And that is a bit freaky but also really awesome because if you can control bees and all these little flying insect things good for you honey good for you um, and then last in the team is obviously cyanide which is Leo Finn sorry Flynn um, and he generates acidic potions through his skin he is honestly I just want to meet him like I know he's not real but I just feel like I want to meet him because he's almost like the papa bear of the whole group and he's just very very knowledgeable and I think he's awesome and yeah I just I don't know I just want to meet him <laughs> but he doesn't exist but I feel like he exists so yeah and then finally we get the renegade council so you have Captain Chromium, um, the Dread Hordent, Tsunami, Thunderbird and Blacklight. First let me tell you when I found out that Captain Chromium and the Dread Hoarding were together and they were both guys, a bit shocking to me, like I didn't expect that, but then also like nobody really seemed to care about it, so I was like, hmm, okay, and then you kind of forget about it as time goes on, I mean, it gets mentioned like a few times because Adrian, who is sketch, he's their son or like adopted son, but it gets mentioned, but Nobody really pays attention to it and nobody like cares that these like superheroes are guys and they're together and yeah, it's just like, okay, cool, moving on. Um, so yeah, Captain Chromium, who is a Hugh Everhart, 
Um, and he has a superpower, or oh, oh, super strength, I should say. And he's nearly invincible to physical attacks. And he can also generate chromium weaponry. So the anarchists have this whole theory thing where if they take out Captain Chromium, they can basically take over the renegades because Captain Chromium, as his name would suggest, kind of is captain of all of them, whether he wants to be or not, because he is invincible. <laughs> and then moving on, you have the Dread Warden, which is Simon Westwood, and he can turn invisible. Maybe I'm a bit jealous of him, just a teeny bit. Then Tsunami, which is Kasumi Hasegawa, I really don't know how to pronounce that, but I think it's her, <laughs> can generate and manipulate water. Another really cool power that you could have. And then you have Thunderbird, which is Tamaya, Tamaya, Tamaya Ray, sorry, and she generates thunder and lightning and can fly. So she kind of reminds you of, what's that called? In X-Men, what is the... Halle Berry played her in one of the X-Men movies, but I can't get to her kind of name. Anyways, she reminded me of her. And she also has, like, wings, which are really, really cool. And then finally, in the Renegade Council, you have Blacklight, which is Evander Wade, and he creates and manipulates light and darkness. And you don't hear, which was a very disappointing for me because you don't hear a lot of Evander Wade or Blacklight. You kind of hear him in passing, but he's very, very secretive, whereas the other four councilmen, you see them a lot, you hear them a lot, they speak about them a lot. So, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> I think I should mention that, obviously, Captain Chromium and, what was his name, the Dread Warden, they adopted Adrian because his mother, who is known as Lady, what was her name? Indominate, whatever her name is, something like that. She died, and so they took her in, but she was one of the, I mean, they took him in. And she was also one of the founding members of the Renegades, which the way she died was just very confusing to me because she can fly, and she fell off from a building to her death. Which is weird because how does somebody who can fly fall to a day? Like it just doesn't make sense. And also that's what Adrian's trying to figure out. And then they, on the day, like this big massive parade, which is very, very early on in the book. Um, Nightmare, who is Nova. And then Adrian, who has this third kind of, I don't know what to even... It's not a personality, it's like a third kind of, just, <laughs> I can't, like, alter ego type thing, who is the sentinel, and he can, like, he's drawing all these tattoos on himself, but then mimicking powers, and it's intense, but then he becomes like the sentinel, so he's obviously Adrian, Everhart, and then he's also sketched to the renegades, but then he's also the sentinel, and yeah, the sentinel goes head to head with Nova, who is Nightmare, but then with the renegades, she's known as Insomnia, and also Nova McLean, because obviously she can't say that she's Nova Artino, because I mean, Ace Anarchy's full name is Alec Artino, so people would obviously, um, kind of link the two and be like, oh my god, no, she's bad, can't ask her. So, yeah, she obviously can't do that. So she changes the name and everything and then joins the Renegades. I probably should have mentioned that earlier. But she joins the Renegades and then she becomes Insomnia, so she uses, kind of draws on another power thing where she just, she doesn't sleep. But that one kind of manifested, or I don't think it even manifested, it's the fact that she just never tried to sleep. Because after witnessing her family get killed, she couldn't sleep. Because every time she closed her eyes, she would like be kind of transported back to that time. And like the gunshots and the cries and all of that stuff would come back to her and it would be a nightmare. And she, oh, she'd get a nightmare from it. 
So yeah, she just never tried to sleep after that. So she stayed awake. And that's what she uses as her superpower when she tries after the renegade. So then she becomes insomnia and... Wait, what was it saying? Yeah, then she becomes insomnia. But going back <laughs> to the parade, this is all over the place. Going back to the parade, nightmare, who is an over. And the anarchists have this whole big plan that they're going to take out Captain Chromium and... Obviously, Nova's personal business with the Renegades, or the Renegade Council, as a matter of fact, she's the one who's going to pull the trigger and kill Captain Chromium. The only way they can kill him is by shooting him in the eye, because that's the only part of his body that is not invincible. So yeah, she needs to aim for his eye. So she basically sets up in this whole thing, um... Yeah, and then she shoots, and then the renegade team, who consists of the diner, who is the monarch, the red assassin, who is Ruby, and then obviously Smokescreen, which is Oscar, they come and kind of try to take her on. But she beats them, and then this guy, the sentinel, shows up with this, like, insane suit, and all these different, like, superpowers in one. Like, he just has all these really cool superpowers. And then she beats him by basically putting him to sleep, using her power as a nightmare. And then, yeah, but she says something to him that was... I can't get to the words. Wait, wait, I have the book with me. Let me get to the word quickly. Because it's very, very important... But I say this because I'm trying to not spoil it. But people need to know what I'm speaking about. Uh, what was it? Oh, she says, after all, one, one cannot be brave who has no fear. And going back to Adrian's mother who can fly but fall to a death. There was like a little card thing, I suppose, left on her body or something with that exact same words on it so when Nightmare says that to him he kind of goes into this whole spin and even though he's the sentinel he's like wait whoa I don't know if this girl did it but I need to find out because she's the one who would know who killed my mother and I mean if your mother can fly and she falls to death I'm sure you would want to get like how did that even happen? Like, how is that even a thing? Like, you, that can seriously not be a thing. Like, come on. But anyways, so yeah, the Sentinel kind of has his own thing. So Adrian has his, as the Sentinel, he has this like whole plan that he's going to take down Nightmare, which is very, very distracting or like annoying at times because everything Adrian spoke about was like Nightmare, Nightmare, Nightmare. And this is so very, very annoying when they would go on missions and I'm like, dude, she's right next to you. Like you are crashing so hard on Nightmare. Turn to her and ask her, do you know who killed my mother? Like, it was something like that. Like, it gets very, very frustrating after a while because you're like, come on. Like, I mean, sometimes it's like just there and like you read it and you're like, how do they not know this? Like, how can they not pick it up? Because they are like, slips between them and, like, their nervous expressions and stuff. But, yeah, that is very, very annoying. About, like, I get it. He wanted, you know, and it is very, very personal to him, but it is also very, very annoying how many times he went on about the nightmare and, like, everything he did just revolved around getting to her and finding out who she was and just, yeah, that was a bit frustrating. Um, so, yeah... The one scene that I was obsessed with was the trials when Nova joins, um, well, not joins, but she tries out for the renegades. And they have this, like, obviously she's explaining her powers and she's saying that she doesn't sleep, but you kind of can't, like, there's no showing of a power like that. So people were very, like, mm, taken aback, like, wait. This doesn't make sense. Like, how does this girl say that she never sleeps? But 
but then she also says like she's very good in weaponry and she makes things and she's very interested in you know physics and chemistry and all of these things so then adrian takes interest in her and he's like oh yes we could use her on our team so he accepts her but then another team what is this like questions her and then she's like okay fine i'll take the challenge which is badass first of all and then the person i can't get to her name but she gets up and then nova's like um no not you i want to fight him and then it's the gargoyle who is like this giant guy with like rocks and you know the guy in fantastic four like the rock guy that's him that's the gargoyle and this girl who is probably like so skinny and just short she goes on and takes him on and beats him not by using her actual power which is putting people to sleep but by basically just what is it like outwitting him in some way like she fully just uses her mind to win and to beat him and it's amazing like just like the things that she does honestly blew, blew my mind in that scene and then also there's the library scene which took up a massive massive portion of the book which i thought was really really unnecessary because we didn't need so much information on that library scene because it was just like in some ways it was very confusing but i think it kind of just also added a bit of information to it but it like it is frustrating for me because i kept paging and i was like we're still in the library like always still in the library like come on let's move out of the library and go somewhere else because like it just all happens like they first speak about like the origin stories essentially like how they got their superpowers and when i speak about they i mean sketches theme which consists of adrian ruby oscar and obviously nova so they stake out in this abandoned building opposite the library and they think that Jean Kremlin, who is known as the librarian and his power is amazing. I could honestly use it when I go to campus because he reads and never forgets. Like never, ever, ever, ever forgets. Like it just stays a thing for the whole of eternity. Like I need that power. <laughs> like he's... A library essentially so yeah that's why they call him the librarian and they kind of believe that he's selling these um what is this what do you call these things guns and like illegal weaponry and they're like okay we're gonna go and we can't obviously raid because there's no proof but we're gonna stake out in this abandoned building and we're gonna find proof and then the next morning, I think the detonator walks in, which is Ingrid, and she walks into the building, and then Nova kind of convinces the whole team that they should go in because the detonator might blow up the place, which is very, very confusing because if she's going in there to buy guns, why would she want to blow up and kill a whole bunch of people? So that is very, very confusing, and then they go into like this whole long fight scene. Like, honestly, it's very, very long. But then afterwards like nothing really comes from it we just find out like oh the sentinel is very very obsessed with nightmare and he literally would go to great lengths to just find her and i think there we kind of get a sense of like where ingrid's loyalty lies because she kills basically the librarian because he's about to give up that nova is a nightmare but also she doesn't do it well, that's what she says. Like, she says that she did it because she was protecting Nova, but then she kind of attacks Nova, and then she also betrays her, and it's, like, very confusing. So we're like, whoa, is she, like, after? What is she doing? Like, why is she doing this? But, yeah, anyways, I think I just lost track of my thoughts. Oh, this is what I wanted to just mention before I speak about another one of my favorite scenes. Max. Max annoyed me. Like, when he was introduced and Adrian basically calls him the bandit, I was like, oh, okay, cool, we know what the bandit is. He 
can steal powers. Like, I mean, we've watched a million superhero movies where that is a thing, or like supervillain movies where, you know, if the guy was called abandoned, he can steal other people's powers, and yeah, we know what they, what happened. But the fact that Nova took like more than two chapters to figure out what this dude could do just annoyed me. Like, how did you take that long? Like, she's supposed to be very, very observant, but for some reason, she couldn't figure out that this 10-year-old boy could steal other people's powers. So, yeah, that is very, very, like, frustrating to me. And then, I just, for some reason, I just felt like we didn't really need him. But also, in another way, we kind of did need him because you you find out that Captain Chromium during the battle of what was it the battle of gatlin i think i think that's what it is called but during that battle there was like this part where captain chromium was he was fighting ace anarchy but he wasn't winning and so he left to go and fetch max who was literally like a baby and he's the only one who can't touch max because he's invincible so max wouldn't wasn't able to kind of take his powers i think so he fetches Max and then basically uses Max to overpower Ace Anarchy. So Max, who is this baby, steals Ace Anarchy's powers. And yeah, the way Noah finds that out is very, very confusing. Where he's like levitating and she's working late. And then he's in like his whole glass bubble thing. And he's levitating and then he sees her and he gets shocked. And then he falls and she jumps in to save him, which was just, just weird, because she runs in, and then you drains her of, well not drains her, but takes a bit of her powers, and so yeah, that, I just, yeah, the whole, that whole thing was just really weird, but also, Captain Chromium, using a baby to defeat a villain, <laughs> just a bit weird, don't you think? <laughs> Even if that baby is known as Fabsorbto or something like that. Yeah, it is just weird. But moving on to a highlight of the book. Nova and Adrian's romance is really, really cool. <laughs> like, I am a massive sucker for romance, but the romance was just awesome. Like, it was... I just couldn't imagine how they could basically be living three different lives but then still kind of not tell each other like there was a part where I was like okay he's gonna tell her that he's the sentinel or she's gonna tell him that she's nightmare but it didn't happen and I was a bit disappointed in it but we gotta read arch enemies if we can see maybe that happens there but yeah that was all I wanted them to do I wanted them to reveal themselves to each other like yo look I'm Nova I'm Nightmare, I'm Novartino, or him to be like, I'm Adrian, I'm known as Sketch, and I'm also the Sentinel, and I'm also trying to kill you. That's what I kind of wanted from them, but they weren't giving it to me. So I was kind of annoyed by that, but also, yeah, I just, I wanted it, but I'm hoping to get it in Arch Enemies, and if not, maybe Supernova. Who knows? We'll see. Got it read on. Moving on to my absolute favourite part of the book. Favourite, favourite part of the book was the interrogation scene where the squad, who is Sketch's team, I'm calling them, um, they interrogate Winston Pratt, who is the puppeteer, and he was basically captured in the parade, and they interrogate him, and he, like, the way they explain, like, his facial expressions, and the way he's like looking at Nova but then thinking like wait she like you ask Amy about Nightmare but she's here like she's just here but he's also trying to protect her in the way and she's trying to like convey just using her eyes like yo don't spoil like don't tell them that I'm here but he's just like confused and also a bit like weirded out like um you guys know that she's here. And like the funny part was when they ask him what her name is and he's like, no, no. And he like glances to Nova and she kind of looks at him in this way and then he's like, Dean, no Dean, 
that's a name. And then he kind of sends them on this, like, this wild goose chase where he's like, oh, she likes to go to Cosmopolis Park. And she, you know, she used to just hang around there and and get picked up there. And, like, he tells them all these weird things. And then Adrian believes him and then takes Nova to this park, which was just... When I read it, I was like, dude, what are you thinking? Like, did you actually believe a guy who calls himself the puppeteer? Like, he's messing with you. But then you kind of realize that Nova and Ingrid have this, like, whole agreement thing. And you also realize that Nova went to the park the morning and kind of, or like the day before, and planned out this whole thing to make it look that nightmare was actually there. And, I mean, the way they toy with each other is just insane. And you... Like, I grabbed the book a few times and I was like, how are you not seeing it? Like, Adrian, she is nightmare. Or I'm like, Nova, he is the sentinel. Come on. Like, it's just the Like, that is very, very frustrating to me. But, yeah. It is just weird. And then also, like, the scene in the fun house was beautifully written and also... They had everything, like, action, drama, a little bit of romance in there. That just one scene was amazing. And the fact that every single body that you know came out, like... Okay, apart from the anarchists, because they were in hiding, but every single renegade that you read about, or, like, the main renegades, they all come, so the entire council is there. Um... Adrian's team, well, Adrian and Nova's team, they there, and they're kind of protecting everybody in the park, and also Ingrid is blowing the entire park up by using her mind, which is insane, but also, like, wow, good for you, girl. So, that's just, like, hmm. And then also, I'm going to say it again, but in that scene, there are so many times where I'm like, how... I think it's like the one thing that I'm still, after finishing the book about that, I think a half an hour ago now, how I just couldn't figure out, like, how he did not know, especially in that scene, like, how did you not know that she, that Nova was Nightmare? Like, come on, you are not that dumb. How did you not know? But anyways, we just need to read arch enemies and then find out what happens after that but before i end let's speak about the ending which is was also really awesome because Ingrid betraying her i mean we saw that coming so that wasn't a big thing but then there's also like this whole test thing that the council is busy doing so they're doing all these like various tests and you kind of read about it during the book you read about like these people will come in and basically take samples of Max, so it's like blood samples and saliva samples and all these weird things, and they just, they call them, they're just running tests, and Max kind of alludes to the fact that they spoke about they close to a breakthrough or something, but you never really know what they're busy planning, and then at the end, I think it's Blacklight, Evander Wade, I think it's him, who kind of speaks about, oh, the you know, basically kind of mentions all the tests and things that they're doing and what it's going to... I think they call him Agent N. Or the whole project is known as Agent N. Which, yeah, we're going to read about in Arch Enemies after this, definitely. And then also, Ace Anarchy is alive. And no, the nurse way to find him. And I wouldn't be surprised if I start reading Arch Enemies... And the whole thing of Nova basically thinking that he was dead all the time is a lie. I would actually want that to happen, if I'm being honest with you. I really, really want it to to happen for her just to have kind of faked this whole thing that she was, you know, mourning and that she thought that he was dead, but she knew where he was because, I mean, the, the way that she finds him is a bit... Like, are you serious? You're just gonna speak to all the bones and not, like, just gonna speak to it. Like, 
you're just gonna yeah it just didn't make sense to me honestly but we go to lead arch enemies after this and figure out what the heck is actually going on because yeah this book did not give me a lot of answers Okay, so that's it for my book talk on Renegades. I know it is all, it is probably a massive mess and it is all over the place and I promise I don't know it's for this, but I just didn't look at them a lot and I think you can tell from the way that the whole thing was and the way that I was speaking and yeah, I also don't know if you noticed, but I don't edit my episodes, so... Yeah, I maybe should edit them, but I feel like I like to give people a raw episode. You know, no edits, no, no nothing, just me speaking. It kind of feels a bit more natural to me. So, yeah, that's basically the end of this thing. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it was, you know, nice for you to listen to. Also, if you didn't read it and you stopped before the spoiler section and then you went and read it and now you basically done reading it and you don't agree with me or you agree with me let me know send me a message on instagram at by no wait that's not my instagram handle um my instagram it reads by m let me know what you think let me know what you want to hear next definitely gonna make a book talk on arch enemies i mean i have to when i get supernova and i'm done reading supernova I'll make a book talk on that. But other than that, wish me luck because my brother's getting married in a few days and yeah, I am tired and I'm kind of just waiting for the wedding to be finished so that I can sleep and I can also have my house to myself. So yeah, wish me luck and I hope you guys have an awesome holiday and an awesome new year and I will speak to you soon. Bye.